0: Choose Health with Holistic Health Life Coach Linda Lecox, offering you advice to choose a lifestyle that benefits your body and your mind. Insights that help you choose health. Today we're going to talk about sweeteners. So just to preface this, Um, And make sure that everyone understands what I'm talking about today is the average person's consumption of sweeteners. If you have some type of medical condition, if you are type one or type two diabetic, if there is a reason why you cannot consume a natural sugar or why you cannot use a natural sweetener, like one of the ones I'm proposing please pay attention to your doctor, okay? That means that you have a pre-existing medical condition that precludes you from a lot of the things I'm going to say. So let's all use common sense and make sure we pay attention to our own bodies. That being said, what is so dangerous about sugar? First of all, there's over 150 different names for sugar when it's added to a prepackaged and prepared food. Um, number two, your brain is hardwired to like things that are sweet, Okay, the number one reason for this is that there is nothing in nature that is sweet and poisonous. So when you think about that, a baby who is putting things in their mouth, them having a sweet tooth is actually a defense mechanism. If it is bitter, they spit it out. If it is sweet, they eat it which is something that a lot of people don't consider. Now, when you look at that trait in children, as you get older, your body, when you consume something sweet that tastes good, gives you a dopamine response. Your brain says, ah, that was great, do it again. One of the biggest dangers about artificial sweeteners is that the majority of them are 200 to 300 times sweeter than sugar. You are training your taste buds and your brain to enjoy more and not less of sugar by consuming an artificial sweetener when you do this. The reason why that is dangerous is because it has now been proven that sugar, specifically artificial sugars, are about eight times more addictive to your body than cocaine. This is where we have real problems. Science has found that sweet taste, regardless of caloric content, enhances your appetite. So when you're eating that jar of Nutella and you're like, oh, just one more, you do it again. (laughs) And you're consuming sweeteners, and it's been showed to lead to even greater weight gain than consuming actual real sugar so what kinds of names for sugar do we have i mean agave syrup is one of them it's typically touted as a natural sweetener that's safe for you um, it actually is higher on the glucose index than regular sugar beet sugar is typically made with genetically modified beets which comes with its whole host of other uh, chemical additives and things like that because of the pesticides that are used on the plant high fructose corn syrup is another one Often it's claimed that high-fructose corn syrup is no worse for you than regular sugar. That is not actually the case. Your body processes it differently because of how it's broken down in the molecular structure. So, you know, you've got all kinds of things. You've got acylflame potassium. You've got aspartame. You've got, you know, all the the ones that you see in the little pink, blue, and yellow packages. All of those different things that you have as options. Now, if we actually look at consumption of sugar over time— In the 1800s, the average American consumed about 2 pounds of sugar annually. In 1970, that jumped to 123 pounds annually. Today, sugar consumption is about 152 pounds annually, which is the equivalent to 3 pounds a week. So it's no wonder that we have an obesity epidemic on our hands, and at this point, on average, about 1 in 3 children is considered overweight or obese. That is terrifying. If you take a step back... And you really think about what causes these things. One of the things that is driving the consumption of sugar is the fact that everything that we eat on the whole okay, is in some way processed. And in order to add flavor to processed food, the majority of food manufacturers and producers use sugar. It adds its underlying sweet taste. And therefore, when you eat it, you're going to want more of it later. So there's a lot of different things that can show you that you have a problem with sugar. One of the things that happens is that, you know, you start to crave it, even though you don't need it, even though you're not hungry. Your body wants it, and it wants it in any of its forms. So if the typical way that your body consumes sugar is through McDonald's French fries, that's what it's going to ask you for, and that's what it's going to crave. You can make your French fries at home taste like McDonald's French fries. Simply add sugar, which is really scary. (laughs) but that's part of what gives them that flavor. If you look at inflammatory bowel disease, which is caused by overconsumption of sugar and inflammation in the gut, those things are exacerbated by the regular consumption of artificial sweeteners, specifically sucralose, or known by its commercialized name, Splenda. What it does is it inactivates digestive enzymes and alters the function of your gut. Now, when you alter the functions in your gut bacteria, you're talking about changing the makeup of your immune system. 75% of your immune system is housed in your gut. So by the overconsumption of artificial sweetener, you can actually destroy up to 50% of your beneficial gut flora, which not only does that affect your immune system, now you're also starting to affect the way your body digests food and whether or not your body has the ability to properly break down what you feed it. While you certainly don't want to overdo it on sugar, there is little doubt that artificial sweeteners can be even worse for your health than regular sugar. One of the things that a lot of clients ask me is, what is it that I use in my house to sweeten foods? Typically speaking, we don't actually have sugar in our house at all. We use honey and we use maple syrup. There is not one recipe that I have found As of yet, I'm sure it exists, but there's not one recipe I have found as of yet where you can't substitute honey for sugar or maple syrup for the sugar that is in the recipe. That is what we typically use. And it works and it tastes great. Honey and maple syrup can both have health benefits in their own right. They're both very good for your digestive bacteria, for your gut health. They're both very, very good for, especially if you're getting local honey, it's really good for seasonal allergies and things of that nature. So since they both have their own health benefits, as long as you're using it in moderation, there is nothing wrong with that. Uh, Instead of putting a spoonful of sugar in my coffee, I put half a teaspoon of honey. It's a lot sweeter than the sugar. It goes a long way and it tastes great and there's nothing wrong with it. If you like a little bit more of a savory taste in your coffee as opposed to honey, you can actually use a half a teaspoon of maple syrup. That's just as good. Those are really good options that you can use. There is one particular artificial sweetener that I want to mention because a lot of times it is touted as being healthy. The stevia plant, which is something that you can grow in your backyard or on your windowsill, um, the leaves, when you chew them, are sweet. So processing the leaves into a powdered sweetener results in a non-caloric extract that is about 250 to 300 times sweeter than regular sugar. The extract is then added to a bulking powder agent to bring it to the same sweetness level as sugar, and it's sold under various names. One of the examples of this, and I'm not going to go ahead and give out the name, but it's manufactured by a particular company and a global agricultural commodity business that is incredibly huge. So the extracting process that they use is patented for their stevia, To get stevia from the leaf that it originally is into the end product that you consume, the company describes the process as being similar to extracting flavor from tea leaves. Perhaps the first step is similar, but the following ones are not. Ethanol and methanol are employed to extract the sweetener from the leaves. After that, a bulking agent is added and some sugar alcohols that are synthetically manufactured in a lab. The sugar alcohols that they add to it and the bulking agent start out as genetically modified corn, which goes through a process called hydrolysis, which turns it into a starch. Then it's treated with yeast to ferment it, and you end up with the end result. This packaging markets and promises that it is nature's free-calorie sweetener, but 99% of the sweetener is actually a genetically modified bulking agent. We're going to talk about genetically modified foods later on in the series of this podcast. But as of right now, if genetically modified foods is something you're trying to avoid, be sure you're using real sugars. And by real sugars, honey, maple syrup, raw sugar, cane sugar, brown sugar, uh, things that are organic is what you want to go for. Completely natural stevia has a very plant-like aftertaste that is typically considered unpleasant, and one of the reasons for all of this processing is that taste is removed by the chemicals and the additives that are then put into it. Also consider, why are you using a sugar substitute in the first place? There is nothing wrong with a moderate amount of sweets that contain unprocessed raw sugar, honey, or maple syrup— In using a sweetener that is is two to 300 times sweeter than sugar, you are training your taste buds and your brain to enjoy more sugar and not less. So overall, in my personal opinion, if you have to use a catalyst, bulking agent, preservative, or patented extraction process, it's most likely not good for you in the long run. So keep that in mind when you're consuming things that are sweet. Also, there are a lot of other ways to sweeten food rather than just adding honey or maple syrup to it. When I'm doing green shakes in the morning, you know, pineapple is something I use as a sweetener. You can also use any type of fruit and add it to it. Um, Fruits are really, really great sweetening agents that you can use in cooking that taste wonderful and have their own antioxidant benefits and all kinds of vitamins and minerals in them. So don't be afraid to mix things up. Well, that is all that we have for you today. I really hope that you got some really good advice out of this. And I hope to see you for our next podcast where we dive into the wonderful realm of artificial colors. This has been Choose Health with Linda LeCocqs. Linda is a certified holistic health coach, Bend instructor, and personal trainer with Life Support Holistic Health in Cookville. She's available for your questions on Facebook and online at lifesupporthh.com.